Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be the Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. If you're not already a subscriber to the series, hit that subscribe button. You can uh, you can do it on any device that you do podcasts on. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and on and on and on. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today my guest is legendary singer-songwriter Delbert McClinton. He's got a brand new record called Tall, Dark, and Handsome. And it is another fantastic record in a superb catalog. When you go back through and remember all the songs that this fella has done, like 1979's Giving It Up For Your Love. He was on uh, the harmonica pl- uh, player on uh, 1963's uh, Hey Baby. Of course, legend has it that he uh, taught John Lennon some harmonica licks while the Beatles were opening up for that tour in 63. He gave Emmy Lou Harris a hit with two more bottles of wine, had his own hit with a cover of John Hyatt's Have a Little Faith in Me in the early 90s, and ended up with his own hit right after that with Every Time I Roll the Dice. And that's just a tiny bit of his story. We'll get into Tall, Dark, and Handsome and how it covers everything from Texas blues and New Orleans jazz and everything in between. It's a family affair as he's got a daughter singing on uh, one of the tracks and another song that he shared with his son. His son had originally recorded it, and now Delbert's taking it back for his own. That track's called Mexico. And with a track like Mexico, Delbert's got a house in Mexico, and it offers us a little bit of chance to talk about the... You know, the bigger picture of what's happening in the world. We'll also hear how hard it is to make it in Nashville, but that it's a lot more fun when you're working with your friends. And that pretty much sums up uh, Delbert McClinton's mantra right there. Talking about the record Tall, Dark, and Handsome, it's Kyle Meredith with Delbert McClinton. Hey, Kyle, how you doing, bud? I'm great. How are you, sir? Uh, as far as I can tell, I'm doing okay. <laughs> it's, always a, <laughs> it's always a good answer right there. Tall, dark, and handsome. This this new fine new record. Uh, I, I'm assuming this is uh, talking about yourself in that title. Well, what difference does it make? <laughs> Who cares? I'll, I'll tell you what. 
try to name a band. Try to name anything. There's probably somebody already got a, a, a cap on it. <laughs> it's probably true. I'm not kidding you, man. You try to find a try to name a band or try to name a try to name a, a record. Try to give it something that people will remember. Yeah. Tall, dark, and handsome. You, you're not going to forget that. It's true. It sings. Tall, dark, and handsome. And I got a black trumpet player and a guitar player that's about eight feet tall, and I'm handsome. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Man, I'm really happy I asked that question after all. You know, I thought that was going to be a throwaway <laughs> question right there to warm us into it, but that's I'm happy with that one. <laughs> there was something in the press release that I thought I'd ask about, too, because in the press release it says, you know, this record's a kind of a celebration of, of Texas blues. I, I didn't know if that was just something to spin or if you actually went into the record with that in mind. Well, uh, that's bullshit. <laughs> what i thought <laughs> you know that's somebody listening to it and then telling you what it's about think for yourself or you're letting somebody think for you i came from texas it's got a lot of that influence in it but we stretched out and did some amazing things i think on this record we hunkered down me and, and i've been writing with three of the guys in my band four of the guys uh for the last oh three years mm-hmm. and we're coming up with some some really fun unique stuff that uh, I don't think any of us knew was there until we sit down and started writing together but it's it's kind of it's kind of kind of real close to magic because Bob Brett who plays guitar in the band it's not my band it's our band Bob is uh, he, he just cause he just starts playing and I start singing he starts playing some something you know he's a very creative guy so it's a pretty good gig man you know <laughs> <laughs> well it, it, there is of course lots more than than the Texas blues on here I mean there's some um there's some New Orleans style jazz that kind of weaves in and out throughout it. That that probably goes all the way back for you too, because the proximity of New Orleans and Texas. I mean, that's they're, they're knocking on each other's door. Well, and Mexico, you know, it, they're all kind of right there together. So you know, I've got influences from from all of that, and and influences. Hell, I'm I'm 78 years old. I've got some of my major influences are from the music of the 40s. Yeah. All the stuff I heard as a kid growing up, it was the, the most devastating time in world history as far as the war in Europe and Japan. But the music was so uplifting, and still is. I listen to serious uh, 40s Junction. That's just about it. And just so you know, uh-huh. I've had all of these thrashing guitar players I ever want to hear. <laughs> If I never have to listen to any more guitar masturbation, it'll be too soon. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I was recently doing an interview with with Nick Lowe, and and we were sort of talking about that same thing about how um, the importance of the importance of acoustic instruments and 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 you know using quiet to be loud and arrangements okay. where everybody's playing their part. And not stomping all over somebody else's. Everybody gets to be a part, you know. Instead of one, two, three, four, bang, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I just got a thing about about thrashing guitar players. I've had it. I've had it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I defend everybody's right to make music, you know. And just because it irritates me, uh, 
I'm from a different time, and 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 so that's 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 not unusual. But music has turned to shit. <laughs> uh, it's taken about twenty-five to thirty years for it. But in the last ten or twelve years, it's it's gone to hell in a jet. So much of it has got nothing whatsoever to do with anything other than a beat. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sit here and complain. Let's talk about my. Let's talk about me. <laughs> Let's talk about you. <laughs> well, let, let me compliment some of these songs on here. You know, you, you, so far, you know, there are four singles out there, and I am. I'm in love with every one of them for a different reason too. You know, we were talking about that that jazz influence, and you really hear that on, on "Full Like Me," uh, and that's your daughter singing backup, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's got to be convenient and and handy when you, when you got to the kids that are that are at the ready. Well, she's really good. She doesn't have the bug to go sing, but I'm telling you what, it's eerie. She knows. I turned her on to Hank Williams when she was a baby because I think it's one of the most important musical people ever. Uh, not just him, but Ray Charles and 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 people who. Uh, are timeless, and she knows every nuance to every Hank Williams song. She can sing along with the, with the steel guitar solo, note for note. She knows every one of my songs, note for note. But she knows the solos, note for note. And she uh, she's not outward about it. You just got to be around her, you know. And, and it freaks me out. <laughs> she uh, she knows every little nuance in 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 every vocal that I do. Wow! And she she can when I'm recording, uh, she's the best sounding board I got because she'll say, "Dad, you know that ain't right. You, you're better that you can do that better." And uh, the demo was better, Dad. <laughs> you know, and uh, and and I trust her ear because she's right. Anyway. Let's talk about some more songs. So let's get down like we used to. It's probably one of my favorite songs, not just on the record, but but of this year so far. Um, that that line, you know, let's get down like we used to. Where did that? Who pitched that idea? Where did that come from? Well, uh, that came from Pat McLaughlin. He and I and Big Al Anderson got together. First time we'd ever got together to write as you know as a as a group. He had that line. He had uh, hop up on this couch and bring that Smirnoff. And the, the the rhythm thing. He's probably the best rhythm guitar player in the world. So he started that out, and he said, hop up on this guy. And immediately I said, come on, scooch on over next to me. But that's what happens when you do things like that with people that you have such admiration for. Because all the, there is no bullshit, you know. And if there is bullshit, somebody will say, no, fuck, we can make it better than that. You know, that's... So it's 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 a wonderful world. It's a com- place for for genuine common ground. What's well, interesting that you, you you say that you know because I, w- I was going to bring up you got the song Mexico. You have a house in Mexico, and when you're talking about common ground, I thought you've probably got you know a viewpoint on on what's going on out there. Well, with with Mexico and the U.S. because you have a house in Mexico, right? You know, I feel safer in Mexico than I do here. I hate it, but. Uh, the anger in this. I love, well, let's, let's don't go off on that. I love Mexico. When I was a kid, I've always had a fascination with Mexico. And when I was in high school, my plan was graduate, get a job, buy a Jeep, and go to Mexico and be an archaeologist. <laughs> well, that didn't happen. And uh, 14 years ago, I, 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 it did. So I love it in Mexico. I love the history. 
uh, not just in Mexico, but South America. I, I hate all the horror that's going on, but it's going on all over the world. Once again, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about me again. <laughs> well, let's talk about that song, actually, with Mexico, because... It sound. It's got that. What is that sound? What is the? What is there? Is is that a type of genre that you would call that that music that that you've used as the backing music in the in, in the song? I don't know, but I'll tell you about that song. Uh-huh. I wrote that song a long time ago. In fact, my son, my my youngest son, recorded it on a record about five or six years ago, and I've never recorded it. And when we got to, came to do this record, you know, we did it. But what made that song is the amazing horn arrangements. Mm-hmm. And the guy who did that is Jim Hoke. He's a freak. He is so incredibly talented. It's scary. That's him and Dana Robbins, who plays with me. And that's four tenor saxophones. And that song starts out, and you got to get up and do something, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, and so that's, w- w- without it, without, before the horns were on it, it was a shell of what it turned into, but they all are, you know, they go through stages, but I had no idea what to expect, except that whatever he parts he did for it would be amazing, and they are. And they are. And they always have been. He's a true freak of nature, man. He can play anything <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and better than, than most people, and he's the most unpretentious guy in the world. Uh, I've never seen him overly excited, but he's he's wonderful. You mentioned uh, you know that you you're, you're, you'd written it, but your son had recorded first. How many songs do you have in that vein? Do you, do you have like a, a trove of songs that you've written and they're just waiting to be recorded by you? Oh no, no, not a trove. Uh, but the good thing is, is they just keep coming, you know. But they keep coming because I am a part of a unit of of people who I admire more than than anybody in the world. And we all feel that way. Uh, so it's, it's a wonderful work environment. You go to Mexico and hang out for about 10 days, eat a lot of good food, and hang out on the veranda and write songs with the people you have the most admiration for. It sounds like heaven. Hard to, it's hard to beat. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, again, I mean, I feel like I could go through that entire record, you know, and, and just picking out those songs. And of course, if I hock my guitar, came out as a first single, and that one's so fun, you know, and just a <laughs> sing-along thing. I'm guessing it's been a, quite a long time now since you've had to consider hocking your guitar for a... <laughs> oh, it, it is. Uh, that that kind of came from out of, out of, uh, out of nowhere. Uh, a few years back, three or Three years ago now, I believe, Bob Britt, guy that plays guitar in the band, and Dana Robbins, she's the sax player. They both got cancer, but they both beat it, and they're cancer-free. That was great. But when Bob was going in for his first chemo thrusting, I said, it just came from nowhere. I said, all right, here's a song we need to write. Think about it. If I hock my guitar, how the hell am I supposed to play the blues? So when we got to Mexico, uh, we wrote it. Yeah. It's a hell of a line. It's a great line. Well, there's a lot of great lines in that. The line I like, see, this is what I'm talking about, about writing with people that you admire. I say, I came up from Mississippi with a guitar full of songs. Oh, and then Bob said, thought I was really something, but maybe I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I just loved it. I think it's, I mean, you know. If you spend any time in this town, you see all of these people with high hopes and 
and uh, cardboard guitar cases, you know. And uh, and I say it was shortly after I moved here, some twenty something years ago, I was riding out uh, I sixty five on a Sunday morning. I don't know where I was going, what I was doing, but it was Sunday morning, and there was a guy leaning on the guardrail with his guitar propped against it, card to get a cardboard guitar case. And he was throwing his guts up. <laughs> and he was hitchhiking out of Nashville. So, you know, a lot of people come here and have to readjust their dreams at some point. Yeah. But it's funny, and it's, and it's true, you know. It's, uh, Again, uh, you know, highest compliments on the entire record. The, the musical conversations that you're having with your friends, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, it feels like sometimes as you're, as you're telling these stories, you know, somebody throws a line out and, and the game is to try to say something even funnier and more poignant on that. And it just makes for great songs. Well, that's exactly what we try to do. I'm the world's biggest lyric freak. If I don't get it like I want it, it's not any good. And it's just like live shows. If if I have a bad night, I don't care if the band was the best they ever sounded. If I have a bad night... The night sucked. I'm definitely, I, I, I feel that I'm definitely my, my own worst critic, but I think that I've used it, uh, or it's used me, whichever one, to write good songs, mm-hmm. intelligent songs, rock and roll for adults. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a fan, uh, and I have been for a long time, and, uh, and this record is another great one in your canon with Tall, Dark, and Handsome. Uh, and by the way, congratulations! I also saw that video of uh, you getting a, a star in Austin. You're, you got a star on the streets on the Avenue of. Uh, yeah, I got a star in front of the Paramount Theater. It's wonderful. Don't don't misunderstand me, but I I I get so awkward at at being what's the word revered. I'm such a fish out of water. I, I don't know how to react. I'm awkward. I can't wait to get the fuck out. You know. Even though there is, people are saying really nice things about, you know, it's like, oh, shucks, thanks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not a fan of the hoopla at all. I can't stand the hoopla. Uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's self-serving shit. Award shows and stuff, you know. I remember when I first moved to Nashville, talking to somebody, one of my friends, and he said, well, here in Nashville, said, you get three people together and two of them will give one of them an award. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's funny. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's warranted when it comes to you, though. I mean, the compliments, you know, they're warranted. Well, uh, you've done I, some great that, music. That's not the point, though. Right. The point is, is my ineptitude at, at being gracious without feeling like a bump on a log. <laughs> well, I, I won't compliment you any more than for this one. Uh, but okay. uh, <laughs> Now I'm going to break that no, down. You can, you can do it on the phone. I just can't do it with a bunch of people looking at me. No, I understand. Uh, Delbert, I love this new record. I, I love all your music. Uh, thank you so much for the new one, and uh, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today about it. Hey, man, my pleasure. Maybe this will be my big breakout. Maybe it'll be your big breakout. We'll see. I'm still trying to make it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, thank you so much. All right, bro. All right. Take care. Thank you. Mr. Delbert McClinton. The new record is called Tall, Dark, and Handsome. Hey, don't forget, before you get out of here, subscribe to the series. You, you've made it this far. Uh, stay along with us. Uh, multiple interviews released every single week. 
So hit the subscribe button. Uh, again, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. And, uh, and while you're there, go ahead and give the series a rating and leave a review or just say hi or something you enjoyed about the, uh, the, uh, the artist or the interview. And after that, head to WFPK.org, where I do a show every Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. I play brand new songs, anniversary spins for older cuts, and uh, clips from these interviews as well. Consequenceofsound.net, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, and Facebook, slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. Kyle Meredith, I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.